still can with me and turn into your Bibles to Hebrews 10, verses 23 to 25. I'm thankful for the word of the Lord today. I'm going to not speak with us long, but I do feel like, and then where the Lord has brought us in this worship service and the beautiful presence that we feel here today, and then what the Lord has spoken to me fits right in with what we are, right, fits right in with what we already feel in the Lord today. Hebrews 10, verses 23 through 25. For sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and read Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. The Bible says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I want to speak for just a few moments this Sunday morning. Our Father's house. Our Father's house. Would you say that with me? Our Father's house. Hallelujah. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord and pray with me and ask the Lord to have his way? with what he's already doing in this place. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your spirit, Lord God. Let your word speak to us, minister to us, deepen us, Lord, with where you're already leading and taking us today. That we, Lord God, would embrace being your children, that we would embrace your love, and that we would love one another as you have loved us. And everybody said, in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, say that louder. Say in Jesus' name, amen. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord as we're seated this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Our Father's house. Amen. The Bible we says in what we just read in verse 25, to provoke verses 24 and 25, to not, to provoke each other unto love and to provoke each other unto good works and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. In other words, some people forsake fellowship, but if we are believers and followers of Jesus Christ, fellowship should be something that we pursue and not avoid. Amen but exhorting one another, encouraging one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching, the day in which the scripture is talking about is the day that the Lord will come and crack the eastern sky and rapture his church, amen, rapture his people, amen, those who are born again of the water and of the spirit and walking by faith, and following him will be caught up to ever be with the Lord. This is the day that the scripture is talking about. And the Lord in his word is telling us to prepare for that day, to encourage one another unto that day, to provoke each other unto love and unto good works towards that day. We who believe and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ must not forsake the assembling of ourselves 
together. We who seek to be disciples of Jesus Christ must not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That word assembling simply means to gather together. We must not neglect if we want to make heaven our home and we want the person sitting beside us and the people in our households and the people in our neighborhoods and workplaces to make heaven their home. It is of the utmost importance that we do not forsake, that we do not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. We must not neglect the gathering of ourselves together. When we come to the house of the Lord, we are obeying the commandment of the Lord. When we come to the house, our Father's house of the Lord on Sunday service, in grow group, in impact, what we are saying to God is that we are deciding not to neglect what God deems important and God deems fellowship important. God deems us gathering together important. Amen. God is not looking for any lone rangers, but he's looking for a people of God, a family of God, a church of believers, a church from all kinds of walks of life. But our common denominator is Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said in his word, hereby shall all men know that ye are my disciples in that ye love one another. But you know what? If we're not around one another, we can't love one another. Come on, somebody. If I'm never around you, I can't love you. Come on. I know somebody's heard the whole, the old good old, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Well, if you love me, why are you always dodging my call? If you love me, why don't we ever get coffee together or fellowship together? Or is someone so going to be there? Oh, I'm not going to be there. No, no, no. You're not a disciple. If we're disciples, Jesus said we will love one another. And we've got to be around each other to love each other. Amen. You got, we got to see each other up close and personal. We got to see our faults. We got to see our shortcomings. Come on. I wish I had a witness in the house. Amen. We got to see each other's shortcomings and love one another. We got to see each other's differences and love one another. But if we say, well, you're different, so I'm not going to be around you. We can't call ourselves followers of Jesus. This is the culture Jesus wants to set in our life. Amen. This is so important. John, Jesus said in John 13, verse 35. By this, I already mentioned it. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one to another. And Jesus wants us to love one another. The verse prior, verse 34. Jesus said a new commandment. I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. Why is it so important that you and I come to the house 
of the Lord. And I'm meaning more than just Sunday service here. Amen. I'm meaning more than just thrive today. Amen. That's a part of it, but that's not all of it. Amen. When we're coming to the house of the Lord, it's coming to grow group. When we're coming to the house of the Lord, it's impact. We're being disciples. Why is it such a big deal to God that we assemble with one another? Why is it important? Because this is where we learn the character of the Lord. Yeah, you could learn, you could read it in a book all by yourself, but you can't use it all by yourself. Come on, I'm talking to all the introverts. I'm talking to all the hermits. I'm talking to all the people who don't like people. Amen. You may read your Bible and say, oh, I know I need to love somebody. I need to love somebody. But if you ain't around nobody, you can't love nobody. I am one of them. I am one of you. I am an introvert. All right. You may not think about my preaching, but I'm an introvert. I love being at home. I love being, come on. I love being in my little, my little room upstairs and reading a book and just being like, oh, it's quiet and no one's bothering me. All is well with the world. That's, that's who I am at my core. I tell to my wife all the time, babe, where are we going to go to Montana for a vacation? Come on, somebody. Where are we going to Montana? Ain't nobody out there. You know what? I saw this place, and the next human being is 10 miles away. Honey, that's scary. That's creepy. We ain't going to no Montana. You must be out of your mind. Well, I can't go by myself. I mean, I mean, I do want my wife with me. But my goodness, you know, that that's what I prefer. Forget Disney World. People. But you got to be around somebody to love somebody. Amen. So why is it important that we come to the house of the Lord? So that we learn the character of the Lord. So that we live the character of the Lord. And so God gives each and every one of us each other for practice. Come on. Jesus will let somebody say something. All right. And they meant one thing, but you heard another thing and you felt some kind of way about it. And the Lord's like, okay, this is practice. How are they going to respond? How are they going to respond? How are they going to respond? Can you still love them? You may, maybe, maybe they meant exactly what they said. All the nastiness with it and everything. But can you still love them? God gives us each other for practice. God gives each other us us disagreements for practice. He says, I want to form character in you. I want to form my love through you. And so, amen, you love needs someone to express love to. That's why, my God, have mercy. That's why God created Adam and Eve. He said, well, these animals can't love me. These giraffes can't love me. These lions and these dogs and these whales can't love me. So I'm going to create a human being. Because I need something that can express love back to me. And God gives us one another so that we can learn how to love one another. God gives us each other so that we can learn how to be like our father. Come on, let's clap our hands and give him praise if you know that today. Hallelujah. The character of the Lord is love. The character of the Lord is love. I give you a new commandment, Jesus says in verse 34, 
that ye love one another as I have loved you. He says in John 15, 9, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue. Advance. Grow. Abound in my love. If you're at a first grade level of love, don't stay there. Grow in love. Grow in love. Love one another as I have loved you. What, what, what is it that, that God has in store? Could it be, amen, that our entire lifetime that God is trying to provoke us unto love, to provoke us unto good works so that we may be more like him? I got to put this situation in your life. I've got to put this adversity in your life. I've got to put this difficulty in life because you won't grow in love unless I allow this to happen. You won't grow in love unless I allow these people to say that or do this or go here. This ain't popular preaching, but it's the truth. God wants to grow us, and God is more concerned about our growth than our comfort. I'm going to say it again. God is more concerned about our growth than our comfort. Growth and comfort are not friends. My God, have mercy. Growth and comfort are not friends. If you want to grow, get used to being uncomfortable. Hear me, somebody. If you want to grow, how many want to be a better version of yourself than you are right now? All right. It's worth it. Let me, can I tell you? It's worth it. I know trials. I know persecution. I know betrayal. I know difficulties. I know misunderstandings. I know all the above. I know false accusations. I know it all. Amen. And let me tell you something. It's worth it. Because I'm better. I am better. Jesus, through his grace and his mercy, his truth by the power of his word and by the power of his spirit, amen, in his wisdom has made me a better me for his glory. And you know what? Tomorrow, today's me is not good enough. Next year, the person I am today is not enough to meet what I'll face. I'm going to need to grow in love. And that's why. I need to get to my father's house. That's why I need to get to a prayer closet. Jesus is trying to tell us something here today that my standard of love is not the standard to live by. Your standard of love is not the standard to live by. Society's standard of love. The news is standard of love. Social media's standard of love. Hollywood's standard of love is not the standard to live by. Political, the, the, the political standard of love. Come on, somebody. Is not the standard of love to live by. Jesus commanded us to love one another as he has loved us. So how has he loved you? How has he loved you? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 44 through 46, but I say unto you, love your enemies. 
bless them that curse you. Talking about God's standard. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. Not against them. Not against them. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. God's standard of love. Why would I do that? I'm not going to pray for them. I don't want God to bless them. They just cursed me. They just did this. They just stole from me. They just gossiped about me. They just said that about me. Jesus said, pray for them. Jesus said, bless them. Here's why. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. That we may be the children of our Father which is in heaven. Like father, like son. Like father, like daughter. I bless those who curse me. My children bless those who curse them. I pray for those who despitefully use me. My children pray for those who despitefully use them. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to shine and rise on the evil and on the good. There's somebody doing evil under God's bright sun right now. There's someone who's cursing his name who the Lord woke up today. Come on, somebody. I know we don't think about this, but this is the truth. Jesus woke up somebody who hasn't repented of their sins. Jesus woke up somebody who didn't say sorry. Jesus woke up somebody who right now has no intention of changing. He's a God of love. He's a God of love. God is reaching for them to change. God in his mercy is going to allow circumstances and events to happen, amen, because there's nothing that the Lord wants more than to see every human being make heaven their home, amen, but he doesn't make our decision for us, but amen, he'll try to move on somebody's behalf, whether it's goodness or he allows difficulty to cause someone to fall to their knees and change. But until then, he still causes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Romans 5, 6 through 8, nearing a close here. The Bible says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Did you hear that? That sounds like the nature of God. That sounds like the character of God. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, or perhaps, what that word means, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. The Lord shows and proves his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. Let's go to that next verse, please. Verse 8, I believe it is. While we were yet sinners, 
That word sinner is translated to be the word offender. While we were still offenders, Christ died for us. We had a record. We hadn't said sorry. We hadn't made any intentions of changing. It's his grace and mercy that we're even in this house right now. And while we were still offenders, while we were still cursing him, while we were still doing our own thing, while we weren't even thinking a lick about the Lord, he died for us. You see, Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Would you stand with me today? Jesus will allow people to hate you. He won't cause them to hate you. He'll allow people. There's a difference. Okay? Jesus doesn't make people act the fool. People choose to act the fool. Right? But he allows it. Because none of us are puppets on a string. Right? I'm not a puppet on a string to do good, and I'm not on a puppet on a string to do bad. I either choose to do good or I choose to do bad, and that goes both ways. So sometimes we blame God for the things that people do. Okay? Lord, how come you didn't stop them from doing such and such? And sometimes God has a perfect will that he'll block somebody or block something, some spiritual attack of the enemy from, from, from going somewhere. But, but you know, his, God's rule is he allows us to be people of free will. Every human being has a free will. And so Jesus will allow people to continue with their hate towards you to see if his love is in you. Jesus will allow people to talk about you to see if his love is in you. Jesus will allow people to reject you and speak falsely against you to see if his love is in you because God's not interested in our comfort. Calvary was not comfortable. That we may be like our Father. That we may be like our Father. Why are we in our Father's house? Amen. That we may learn to be like our Father. Let me say this to us today lest the enemy deceive anyone in this place today. It may feel like while we're being persecuted and being talked about and having going through trials in our life and experiencing hatred, rejection, betrayal, whatever that you may be experiencing in this life, it may 
feel like you got the short end of the stick. It may feel like you have the lesser hand. But let me tell you something. After a crucifixion, there is always a resurrection. There is always, amen, Holy Ghost power coming to those who stay the course and say, I will love like Jesus loved as Jesus stood with nails in his hands and nails in his feet. They mocked him. They laughed at him. They pierced his side. They shot dice for his clothing. They're rolling dice for his clothes right at his feet while he's being crucified. And Jesus says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. It wasn't long after that that Jesus gave his last breath. And he died on that cross. And when he died, the earth began to shake. He wasn't even resurrected yet. He died and the earth began to shake. And the veil was torn in two. And the soldier said, surely this is the son of God. Our father's house. In my father's house. Coming to the house of the Lord is where I learned. You, you got to understand me. There's a lot of lone rangers out there. I don't need to come to church to serve the God, serve the Lord. Oh, yes, you do. You're not reading your Bible. I'm spiritual all by myself. No, you're not. No, you're not. You ain't got to do nothing. Ain't no one talking about you while you're sitting there by yourself. Ain't no one persecuting you while you're sitting there by yourself. Ain't nobody disagreeing with you while you're sitting by yourself. You ain't proving nothing. Spiritual what? What you got to overcome? We got to come to our father's house. So that the spirit of God can bear fruit in our life. So that we can walk in resurrection power in our life. But that only happens when we come to his house and learn his ways, and follow his ways, and learn how to love one another as he has loved us. How has he loved me? He's been merciful. He's been kind. He's been understanding. He's given the benefit of the doubt. He's kept me honest. He's convicted me. Amen. Even when I was wrong. Uh, amen. Even though God corrected me, he was always kind in his correction. Uh, amen. He wasn't trying to run me out of his presence. Uh, he wasn't trying to run me out of his church. Uh, amen. He loved me with an unfailing love. That's how he loved me. He forgave me. He said, Edward, you can do better than this. You can be better than that. With my spirit, with my word, all things are possible. You can be more than a conqueror. I know this seems like a unique ending I'm about to give here today, but we're going to pray. And I feel like 
Friday morning when I was in prayer, the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, the atmosphere is getting ready to change in this church. The culture, it hasn't been bad, but it's getting ready to go to another level is what I feel the Lord speaking to my heart. And it's going to be to all of those, hear me very specifically, hear me very clearly today. There's going to be a new dimension of victory for every human life who will commit to prayer. Commit. It's in our vision. One thing. Somebody say one thing. There's only one thing that matters. And that's fellowship with Jesus. That's prayer every single day. Amen. Jesus said, I want you to claim victory, possess it, obtain it. It's yours. There's going to be a new dimension of victory. Stuff that's been bothering you and annoying you and frustrating you. You're about to have dominion over it. If, if you will commit your life. To prayer like you've never done before. If you will commit your life to righteous living. I'm not talking about the, the, the and, and I'm not saying there's facades in this church, so please don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about the surface level that we see. I mean, I love Jay. I know Jay loves me. But I only know him so deep. And he only knows me so deep. We only know each other so deep. Brother Goldman, I love you. I know you love me, but we only know each other so deep. But who I am in private, that's who I am. Who I am when nobody's watching, that's who I am. That's who I am. What I'm saying in my secret place, that's who I am. So there's a victory here. I said it last Sunday, you're going to be hearing a lot here at Lighthouse. May my private altar be greater than my public success. May that be all of our prayers today. My private altar greater than my public success. That doesn't mean when we come to the altar we're being fake here. We're being real. We're pursuing after God. But the victory is going to be for everyone who will commit to prayer and will commit to righteous living today. And part of that righteous living is how we live before God and our personal relationship with him and how we live in love amongst one another in our Father's house. I don't know about you, but I want to be distinguished as a child of God. I want Jesus to say, son, you remember, you resemble me. I, I'm sure there's a lady in this house who says, Lord, I want to hear you say, daughter, you resemble me. You act like me. You think like me. You value what I value. You love what I love. You despise what I despise. That's my daughter. That's my son. That's my child. I wonder today, and for the next few moments of time, that we can make a commitment to God. 
to three things. Four things, I'm sorry. First, we're going to commit to the private. I'm going to commit to prayer. And I'm going to commit to righteousness. Now, this is not you saying a verbal commitment to me. What good is a public commitment to a private thing? Got to commit this to God. Vertical. Right? We're going to commit to righteous living. I'm going to get all the junk in my life. I'm going to get all the junk out of my screen. I'm going to get all the junk out of my ears. I'm going to get all the junk out of my heart, whether it's hatred or gossip or lust or greed or whatever it is, rebellion, whatever it is, I'm going to get the junk out of my life. I'm going to commit to righteousness. I'm going to commit to prayer. I'm going to commit to love and so on. Number three, I'm going to commit to come into my father's house. Because I can't love if I'm not around anybody to love. I can't love if unless I'm in my father's house. Uh, amen. I got this is where I learn how to love how Jesus wants me to love. I'm gonna commit to coming to church. I'm gonna commit to coming to grow group to impact, to thrive. I'm gonna commit. Why? Because God's word says it, but I need it. I'm the pastor and I need it. And finally. We're going to commit to loving one another. I'm going to ask, invite everyone to come to this altar, this front area. Amen. We're going to just take some time to pray. Come on. Let's make our way to the front. We're going to pray. Something deep that Jesus wants to do in our hearts today. I'm going to let go of every grudge. Come on. We're going to let go of grudges. Maybe there's someone who's not even alive right now, but you're still holding a grudge. And Jesus is wanting to free you, liberate you from that. He's wanting to restore your joy. And you're wondering, why can't the joy flow freely? I don't get it. Grudge will stop that. Four things. This is all before God. And this is what I'm going to encourage us to do. All right? This is not a time thing. This is not a microwave. Hey, let me do one, two, three. Check mark, check mark, check mark. All right, I'm gone now. Somebody give me a chicken dinner. Right. It'll be there. Right? But I'm going to commit to God in my heart of hearts. This is between you and God. It's not about pastor seeing. It's not about Sister Ford seeing. It's not about anybody else, a person beside you or person you came to church today. It's not about them seeing. It's about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it one more time. We're going to begin to pray, okay? I'm going to commit to prayer. I'm going to commit to every day having meaningful time with God. I'm going to set aside an hour to pray. Whether that's early morning, I prefer. I, I recommend early morning because the dis- distractions of the day haven't hit yet. I'm going to commit to righteous living. I'm going to walk pure before God. Whether everybody sees or nobody sees, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to walk with God. I want to please God. Number three, I'm going to commit to the house of the Lord. This is my father's house. This is where I learn his ways. 
his house, his culture. His culture's joy. His culture's love. It's so much better. And then finally, I'm going to commit to loving others like Jesus loves me. Amen. Would you close your eyes and lift our hands unto the Lord? With no thought of anybody else but you and Jesus Christ. Can we begin to do that right now? Can we begin to lift our voices, lift our hearts unto the Lord? Let's make commitments to him right now. Lord Jesus, right now I come to you with my whole heart, Lord Jesus. Lord, I come to you, Lord Jesus, to make a commitment to daily prayer. Lord, I come to make a daily commitment to to fellowship. I want quality time with you. I need quality time with you. Lord Jesus, there's no greater love than your love, Lord, today. Lord, I commit to spending time with my heavenly Father. You are faithful. You are true. And I want your love to fill my life so that I can can love you so that I can walk with you so that I can please you. I commit to living righteous, Lord. Lord, I know this world has a moving standard of righteousness. This world has an unstable standard of what's right and what's true. But Lord, I want to live according to your ways. I want to walk pure. I want to walk holy. I want to walk, Lord Jesus, in righteousness, in purity. Lord, in my secret place, in the public place, I won't be ashamed. In the secret place, Lord, I'll serve you faithfully. May my private altar, Jesus, be greater, be stronger than my public success. Lord Jesus, I commit, I commit to your house. Lord, David said, Lord, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to your house house. Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your paths. Teach me your culture. Transform me, God. Lord, I don't want to live as an offender, but I want to live as a servant. I want to live as your child. I want to be like my father. I'm going to come to your house today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, come on, somebody, lift up your voice right now. Come on, somebody, lift up your heart. Lord, I don't want a fake faith. I don't want a false faith, God. But I want something that's real and true. I want something that's real behind closed doors. I want this something that's real upon the rooftops, God. Lord, right now I ask you, Lord Jesus, teach me to love my neighbor as you have loved me. To love my neighbor, to love my enemies. Lord, teach me to bless those that curse me, to pray for those who despitefully use me, to love those who mean all manner of evil against me, Jesus. I want to be like you. I want to be like you, and you want to grow me. 
Come on, you want to change me, Lord. Love, Lord, love conquers all. Through your love, I'm more than a conqueror. Lord God, as Lord, my will and as my ways are crucified, you're going to allow us to walk in resurrection power. Come on, somebody, let your heart go there today. I'm done with shallow living. I'm done with shallow living. I want my faith to be deep. I want my walk to be true today. Come on, that's it. Come on, somebody close your eyes. Come on. Come on, that's it. Talk to Jesus. He hears you today. He's working in your life today. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Why don't you find somebody to pray with today? Come on, somebody. Men with men and women with women. Come on, somebody. Find somebody to pray with. Find somebody to bless. Somebody to pray for. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. I'm not going to be the same. I want to be like you, Lord. I want to be like you, Lord. Come on, that's it. Let's sing, let's worship. Let's continue to pray across this sanctuary. Come on, let Jesus do the deep work.